So, for this whiplash, whip ass of a movie, <laughs> we're going to talk about a few things. The girl, the binder, and the rush and drag effect. Omar, would you like to uh, take one of those and, and run with it? I'll take the girl. You can have the rest. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Every time. Fucking Omar. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so um, one of the kind of subplots of the film is Miles' relationship to this girl that he meets at college. and um, In a very cute sort of way. She works at the classic little movie theater that he likes to go to right yeah and uh he goes with his dad and that's kind of like their their way to spend time together and whatnot super cute (laughs) for me um okay well let me just say that uh what basically happens in their relationship is that he asks her out they kind of get together have a couple dates after a while, he is not where he wants to be in terms of his musicality and his ability to play what J.K. Simmons is throwing at him. So he ends things with her, and and that kind of basically it dissolves. <laughs> Nothing yeah. happens from it. And I, I just would you I, call that a useful or useless relationship, Omar? For me, it just seemed like something that was put in for strictly to hit some kind of mark. Like, okay, you know, every Hollywood film has a relationship. Let's throw a relationship in there, and maybe. Uh, maybe we'll get a a new audience or something like some some people who might normally and if you look at the trailer for the film you'll see that the scene that they play at the diner with Miles and uh, the young lady I don't know what her name is but if you look at that scene it's shown like three times in the trailer because they only <laughs> they only spend a certain amount of time together kind of um unraveling this relationship that they have and it's really it really kind of it really just kind of nothing happens they kind of like get into a relationship it stays being a relationship ish and then it ends and um I guess, you know, that's the way it kind of is in life. You know, sometimes you get in a relationship and it ends. But you, you get the sense that they wanted something more to happen there and that there was some kind of connection that we were supposed to see between the two of them. And then it just kind of turns into nothing. And I don't really understand why it was in the movie, although I understand it happens. Yeah. Often. In reality, yeah. In 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 reality, I understand yeah. it happens. I felt like it was. Um, so it's almost not entirely, almost an all male cast. So I think maybe they did it to have just like you said, and keep the at least some demographic and audience entertained, and have some diversity there. Um, yeah. If I'm being blunt, I think they were trying to get 
more women to view the film and so they added a relationship and uh, I think they thought that that would appeal to a good lot of females at least seven minutes of film for females and I felt like the parallel to how that could you know articulate to us normal people um, who can't you know maintain relationships and be a badass drummer (laughs) and a millionaire right pick your poison Uh, is that you know sometimes you just gotta have the balls to be like yo I'm saying I appreciate the snacks the cookies the sleepovers the tender Right, but uh, we just gotta cut. I gotta cut you loose. Yeah, you know, gotta cut the bitch off. Why? Because you gotta, you gotta chase bigger and better things. And she, he mentioned that she would want him to stop drumming or stop playing music, at least at that well, level. Well, she wanted him to to not be so stressed and so so. And the com- stress is what helps. That is what that is the whole purpose of the damn Schaefer School. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it kind of propels him to be, to be what you know, to achieve his dreams and everything. But I don't know. There's different measures of. You're success never gonna fuck a model, like bitch, that. if you don't go through at least some measure of stress, unless you're third or second generation millionaire, which only happens if you got slave owner money. You know what I'm saying? Man, and, and last names like Torres and Maldonado. To, <laughs> to bring it to a PC level, okay? To bring it a little bit PC. You know, it's not always about, you know, having all that. But for him, he saw it as something that was kind of a detractor. And for me, I don't see a big reason why it's in the film except to sell tickets and to get couples to go, I guess. <laughs> that is, isn't that all the executive producer cares about (laughs) I mean a lot of it is to sell tickets that's the reality of the film industry (laughs) (laughs) reality yeah so that was that's the girl now about the binder so you're probably wondering if this character is such a fuck up and getting slapped right and just dicked around and shit why and how did he end up in this core band and why the fuck is he the first chair so, it happens at one key part in the film when uh, J.K. Simmons' character is uh, very harshly uh, giving them a good tongue lashing about their binders because it has all their music in it. And he says, I better not see one of these fucking things just laying around. You need to keep it on you. It's all their music. Yeah, so It's, it's like, uh, I would relate it to... Um, I believe Full Metal Jacket This is my rifle This is my gun This is for fighting This is for fun You're damn right Yeah so if you don't have If you If you drop your rifle If you leave your gun Anywhere Then You're dead And you deserve to die Basically Right yeah I mean What's a samurai without his sword I guess he's a judo master But (laughs) That shit ain't gonna last long Samurais are pretty crazy Yeah I like samurais a lot yeah, shout out to the samurai. Shout out to samurai, except Tom, <laughs> except the Tom Cruise samurai. Yeah, Tom oh, no. Cruise uh, samurai Jack. <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely shout out samurai Jack. Shout out Afro samurai. Hey, hey, Samuel, getting yeah. all the colored samurai in. Must have to be yo. But so guy, uh, first chair, like has to take a break, and he tells uh, Miles' character to hold his binder. Because he's like second chair. He's like, fuck off, right? Do my P 
PA. You're my PA. Bitch, you just an extra. Hold the binder. And in typical extra format, he, like, you know, <laughs> forgot and left the binder down while he grabbed something out of a vending machine. Doesn't seem like a big deal. They're, like, four feet apart. Um, but he has his back turned. Turns back around. The binder's gone. Here comes the first chair. Where the fuck's the binder? He doesn't know. Oh, shit. And then we end up coming to uh, back to J.K. Simmons. He's like, where the fuck were you guys? And he's like, I, I lost the binder. Yeah. And J.K. doesn't care that first chair let second chair hold the binder. He's like, no, fuck you. That was your responsibility. Oh, well, play without it. And he can't. Because first yeah. chair never memorized the music. However, Miles' character did. And that was his big fucking moment. Yeah, so essentially his mistake was also he was kind of rewarded for it, but um, being a second chair, he didn't have much to do but sit there and look at the music and look at the music and practice and practice and look at it, and so he was by losing the binder in a way he gave himself an opportunity to to um, study and. Try yeah. hard and then finally get a shot. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those lucky breaks. I mean, because uh, he could have very well fucked it up. Because I don't think he had his binder either. Yeah. I think only first chairs got them. But uh, yeah. you know that that was crazy. And it's like that turn of events. And we also get a really good glimpse of uh, J.K. Simmons' character, right? Being like, because we would think he would just come down all fire and brimstone on both of them. But uh, yeah, what's yeah. the saying? I think there's a saying. It's like. Uh, it's like uh, success is when a lot of hard work meets like that little bit of luck. <laughs> yeah, when opportunity I, meets skill. Yeah. Yeah. And so like once you get that little opportunity, that little bit of luck, and you've worked hard and everything like that, and he just – by by making a mistake, he was given that little bit of luck, and he right. he did a pretty good job with it. Yeah. Until the next guy showed up, <laughs> right? And yeah, yeah, you, you have to watch all that. It's kind of difficult to explain the. Uh, yeah. yeah, it becomes what happens. It becomes a contest, and it you know makes you, them compete to yeah. bring the best out of them. And mm-hmm. uh, his ostensible purpose is for that. Um, Those could have very well other motivations because he's trying to get this very masterful technique out of somebody, so he can have this one perfect performance. Um, but it's nothing easy. It's a bloody knuckle fucking experience. Yeah. Um, now on to the rush and drag effect. Not Russian drags. That's a different <laughs> film. Rush and drag. What what film is that, Dom? Oh, we'll get to that one later. <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> it's a early Tarantino piece. So about that. So tardiness and timing and pacing kind of like work together in this film. In that uh. We first see it when character Miles Teller is, uh, he was told to show up for core band practice at 6 a.m. That's 0600. For those of you that are not familiar, it's still dark outside from the night before. It's, it's when vampires come out and shit like that, man. It's a scary fucking time. It's like when alcoholics are just getting to sleep. Just going to sleep. Like, it is the point where it is, it's not a fun time to be doing things. But, he wakes up running late, right? Aren't we all? Um, 
runs into the fucking band room and nobody's there. There's not even a fucking practice on the board. There's no schedule of any fucking practice. He sits there playing with the drums and goes to fuck to sleep. And they fuck, and then three hours later or some shit, practice starts. But it's like, wow, JK just did that to like, I don't know, to fuck with him or teach him discipline or to make sure his ass would be there. Yeah. Um, and it we, continues throughout. It's a, it's, something that like continues to happen later on he comes in late right he's always rushing yeah and whether like sometimes it's him sometimes the circumstances out of his control he ends up dragging (laughs) and shit just falls behind schedule and ends up costing him quite a bit yeah costing his his whole position at the school because spoiler alert he gets well this whole thing is a spoiler (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah, he comes in, he comes in and says, uh, J.K. Simmons says, well, you're not playing first chair because you didn't show up on time. Right. And he says, fuck that. <laughs> right. But uh, but J.K. Simmons is, he's uh, H-N-I-C, you know what I mean? He's, he's, the, he's that dude. Yeah. He so, got the juice. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but he, but we see this constant like busyness and, they, I think they did a good job uh, cinematography there, just pacing that right, and they definitely make you feel the tension, right? Like uh, you definitely are like, ah, oh, fuck! Like it's just everything's not; it's just moving so quick, you yeah, know? It's a lot of movement. It's a lot of yeah, like speed. I don't. Know. Yeah. So shout out is that Sharon Mayer or Meyer cinematographer? Great, great job. Yeah. Great work. Yeah. So all in all, I think they. They did a really great job, and I wish we could talk more about. Yeah, the, uh, but it's just so good that you, it's something you just have to experience on your own, you know. Because yeah. um, I personally was like, "Fuck this! It's not going to be that good." Except maybe J.K. And uh, <laughs> I J.K. Was, it was good, good, but it was an overall dope movie. I uh, I think uh, we should wrap it up. So uh, I'm Omar Torres. I'm Don Maldonado. This is in reality, and. Uh, Dom, where can they find you? Oh, as usual. Uh, oh, man. They can find me at letterbox.com slash Southern Scholar. How about yourself? Oh, they can find me at uh, letterbox.com slash The O Man. And by the way, shout out to Letterbox. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Big I think shout we out shouted Letterboxd. them out once before, but yeah. shout out again. Hell yeah. Yeah. To Letterbox and yeah. all the people on it. Yeah. Thank you. Come friend us. Follow us. We'll follow back. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) No promises.